And let's read together from Proverbs 23, uh, our reading of God's law this morning comes from Proverbs 23, verses 20 through 21. Do not mix with wine bibbers or with gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty and drowsiness will clothe a man with rags. Do not mix with wine bibbers or with gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty and drowsiness will clothe a man with rags. Please be seated. So I want to remind you that this list, which is called the seven deadly sins, was developed about 1,600 years ago. And these sins are called deadly uh, because according to Roman Catholic theology, they destroy saving grace and separate a person from God. Uh, Catholicism teaches that even if a person has previously received saving grace from the Lord, uh, by committing one of these deadly sins, they become cut off from God. And if they die without having repented of the deadly sin, then they will be damned to hell forever. Now, as Protestants, we have a a much different understanding of what the Bible teaches about salvation. We don't believe a person who has received the saving grace of God can ever lose their salvation. Rather, we believe Jesus' precious blood makes full satisfaction for all of our sins and delivers us from all the power of the devil and so preserves us that without the will of our Heavenly Father, not a hair can fall from our heads. So we don't believe that some sins are deadly and some are not. Uh, All sins are deadly in the sense that they weren't God's eternal wrath and punishment. But for the person who has received saving grace from God, there's no such thing as a deadly sin because there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we don't look at this list of sins as if these are the really, really bad ones, or these are the more dangerous ones. Rather, we look at this as a helpful list that identifies the major categories of sin all of us must constantly be fighting against. In other words, these seven sins are common to mankind. Uh, You may struggle with one or two or three of them more than you struggle with the rest of them, but to one degree or another, all of us struggle with all seven of these sins. Yet, when you look at this list, notice what's not listed there. There's at least one sin that's very prominent in our society, but it's not listed here. And this sin is not just prominent in American society, it's been prominent in every society ever since uh, the man was, was expelled from the Garden of Eden. And we read about its prominence all throughout the Old and New Testaments. And the sin that I'm referring to is idolatry. You would think that idolatry would be on this list, right? Well, it is, at least indirectly. Greed is a form of idolatry. When a person possesses an intense and selfish desire for something that doesn't belong to him, that's idolatry. And lust is a form of idolatry. 
When a person has longings and cravings for something that's forbidden by God, and they allow the passions of their heart to yearn after that forbidden thing, that is also idolatry. But the sin in this list that expresses idolatry more than any of the others is the sin that we're looking at this morning, which is the sin of gluttony. What is gluttony? Gluttony is overindulgence in something. The word is most often used to describe overindulgence in food and drink, and that's how it's being used here in our reading of God's law this morning. When Solomon writes about wine-bibbers and gluttonous eaters of meat, he's referring to people who overindulge in food and drink. He's referring to people who eat excessive quantities of food and drink without appropriate moderation. The National Institute of Health maintains statistics about people's weight. Uh, Over the past three decades, obesity in children and adults has been growing at an alarming rate. Uh, And understand, uh, obesity is a technical word. Obesity is not the same thing as being overweight, which is also a technical word. Health professionals use a calculation uh, based, uh, that's based upon a person's gender, height, and weight to determine uh, what's called the body mass index, or uh, BMI. A BMI of 18 and a half to 25 is considered healthy. Uh, a BMI of 25 to 30 is considered overweight, and a BMI above 30 is considered obese. And according to the most recent statistics, of adults in America and 20% of children are obese. This means that 42% of adults and 20% of children have a BMI greater than 30. And there are several factors that contribute to obesity, which is to say a person is not always obese simply because they overindulge in food and drink, but the vast majority of obesity is a result of overindulging in food and drink. And the main reason, therefore, that we have an obesity epidemic in America is because of the sin of gluttony. But don't, miss, or don't limit this sin to only overindulgence in food and drink. Notice, coming back to this definition, notice the third definition of gluttony. Anything you do or participate in without appropriate moderation is gluttony. You've probably heard the phrase, uh, you don't have to be a glutton for punishment. This phrase is using the word glutton to refer to somebody who participates in excessive abuse or mistreatment. Um, And this is just an example of how gluttony can refer to something other than food and drink. Anything you do or participate in without appropriate moderation is gluttony. Anything you overindulge in is the sin of gluttony. Uh, You might overindulge in playing video games. That is the sin of gluttony. You might overindulge in watching sports. That is the sin of gluttony. You might overindulge in entertainment. You might overindulge in social media. You might overindulge in shopping. You might overindulge in working at your job. You might overindulge in sleep. 
You might overindulge on prescription medications. You might overindulge in recreational activities. Any addiction, which is a word the world uses, it's not a biblical word, but it's a word we're very familiar with, any addiction is the sin of gluttony. And in, in like, um, likewise, any word that ends with the suffix holic, or aholic, or oholic, is probably the sin of gluttony, such as alcoholic, workaholic, shopaholic, moneyholic, chocoholic, smartphoneaholic, and so on and so on. One of the keys to understanding the sin of gluttony is to recognize that it starts in the heart, not the stomach, not the eyes, but the heart. Gluttony certainly involves our bodies and their cravings, but uh, that's not where the sin originates. The sin originates in our hearts, which is why gluttonous behavior needs to be understood as a manifestation of the sin of idolatry. Let me say that again, because this is a, a very important point. Idolatry always originates deep within your heart. And if you have idols in your heart, then gluttonous behavior is, the, is gonna be the manifestation of those idols. That's how you will know. In other words, you will know the idols of your heart by your overindulgence and your unmoderated participation in the things that your heart is idolizing. And the biblical remedy for idolatry in all forms is to tear down the idols, to tear them down, destroy them, forsake them, and then turn in faith and repentance to our merciful God who has purchased you for himself. And so if the Holy Spirit has convicted your heart of the sins of gluttony and idolatry, or if he has convicted you of any other sins that you have committed, Remember that God pardons and forgives all who truly repent while trusting in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. And because repentance begins with acknowledging our sins by means of confession, we confess our sins to God. And so let's do that now.